Hey everyone. Hello friends. Welcome back to My Dish Dish episode... Five! Yes! <laughs> yeah. Oh high, my gosh! High, high five, five for, for five. five! Yes! <laughs> it is I, Will Johnston. And Mackenzie Wood. And, and welcome to our fifth episode of My Dish Dish. Welcome. So Will and I ran out of our own personal stories. And well, we have more, but <laughs> just not about dishes. We So after telling our own dish stories in episodes two, three, and four... We have opened up the Pandora's box. Pandora's box, and are about to do a series of stories with uh, of dish stories with very good friends of ours and our first guest. So we have a very special guest. Very, very special. Very guest. special. Um, she is our first guest, and we are super grateful. For super, her super, 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 uber duper grateful mm-hmm. um, because she has been able. She jumped on this. Uh, Opportunity, and we are very thrilled to welcome Allie Darden. Yay! Yay! Thanks for having me. (laughs) So great for you to be here. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, When I first um, heard about your new podcast, I was so excited, and I couldn't, um, I couldn't imagine waiting any any longer than um, we did before I could come. So it's it's great you get to be the first one because Allie and I have known each other since the fourth grade. We did in the sixth grade. Sixth grade girlfriend. <laughs> but, um, so it's just so funny enough that Allie and I ended up both in Atlanta, Georgia around the same time and um, rekindled friendships and just actually see each other on a regular basis. So it's been amazing. Also, Allie has the most beautiful dishes that have really cool stories. So we've lucked out on, on two fronts. We have a great friend sitting here with us who also has some cool-ass dishes. Yes, very cool-ass <laughs> dishes. So um, before we get into the recipe, um, Allie, uh, what did we eat off of tonight? Yes, so what we brought us? I brought my grandmother's wedding china, which is a spode rosebud chintz. Fascinating. So um, it- so you want to say anything else to that? One more liner before we get... We'll go into the history and some other stuff a little bit later. Sure. But, um, so again, it is... Say it again. It is uh, Spode, although I found out tonight that it's Copeland Spode, Rosebud Chintz. So the chintz meaning that the pattern is all over the dish and not just the rim. What you brought us. What did you... Talk, tell us a little uh, quick about what you brought us. So tonight I brought, um, we ate off of the dinner plates, and I also brought one serving bowl. It's kind of a square size serving bowl, uh, as well as um, a fruit bowl. I would say regular bowls. I think that's actually a soup bowl. A soup bowl Mm -hmm. for maybe folks that don't eat the way we eat um, in modern days. I also have a salad plate, dessert plates, and I brought the cup and saucer as well. And you have the whole set at home, right? I do have the whole set. So I have a huge platter that I didn't know how I would transport without (laughs) packing it in a box. So I did not bring black. Um, And I have tons of other dishes at home. I can't even tell you. Um, Some of them I have 10 servings of. Some of them I have 6 servings of. So I have a random assortment of dishes. And we'll get into why that is a little bit later. But we got to eat off of these gorgeous plates. Yes. Well, tell us a little bit about what what we made tonight. So for... What what dish did we put on these dishes? What dish did we put on the dish? So (laughs) we... Well, I was kind of, uh, I guess a little, I, ladies and gentlemen, it is your first Instapot recipe. 
So I did a quick fix of chicken and a can of salsa and some red pepper flakes and probably some sea salt and just did the poultry setting on the Instapot for the chicken. So Allie gave me a hint. I asked quickly, like, what do you think would look best on this on this plate? She told me. So um, we have a poultry, we have something green, and we have something white. So very think Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner related <laughs> themed uh, colors for this uh, china pattern. And so I layered the dish. So I started off with a cauliflower mash to thicken it with uh, a garbanzo bean flour with garlic powder and salt. We're not sure if we like the garbanzo bean powder or not. We, yes. So if we, you're gonna make this, yes. we're, so we're, we're I would I would substitute also cornstarch, rice flour, or heck, don't put anything in. I don't know why, I just told myself to say heck, but I did. Alan and I liked it. Will thought I had a weird mouth feel. I thought it tasted great. Yeah, well, Again, I'm I'm my bit, biggest chef, critic. Yeah, yeah. I'm, the, I'm my biggest critic. So again, so I did a three tiered uh, approach to this plate setting, and I did the bottom uh, tier as the cauliflower garlic mash, and then the next tier was a Brussels sprout and sweet pea or sweet pea sweet potato mash or hash. I guess I guess you could say. So all I did was just go through a Cuisinart, um, chop them up real fine, and threw in onions into a pot. Let it cook simmer with uh, salt and and pepper, and I used, I believe, Spanish olive oil that Mackenzie had. Would you call them julienne? Was that how they were? Maybe julienne, but, you know, Cuisinart, you know, the, the dicer, not the, uh, well, actually, the dicer for the Brussels sprouts, and then the shredder <laughs> for the sweet potato. Got it. Um, sweet potatoes are always interesting when you're trying to cook them quickly, because if you have them any thicker than, like, a centimeter, it takes forever to cook. <laughs> As we witnessed in our one of our previous episodes where you had to cook the sweet potatoes for an hour. And then I also burned some sweet potatoes last week. Which we did not include in that podcast. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so Will took this very simple recipe, this simple set of recipes and plated it super beautifully, particularly on Allie's Beautiful China. So if you have not gone to our website to see the picture of the dish on the dishes, Please do because this one is one for the history books. So yeah, it's again mydishdish.com. Check out the recipe, check out the plating, tell us what you think. Um, also, uh, just uh, the final top off, I did, again, the layer of cauliflower mash followed by the greens and sweet potato and then the chicken on top. And I did reheat the chicken um, with a little bit of, I would say, a Mexican feel like Colby uh, cheddar on top just to give it a nice layer of cheese on top. So it had a nice triple trifecta effect. And um, it turned out quite delicious. Yeah, and this feeds into Will's story, too, of, like, you can make a Wednesday night dinner gorgeous. With, a- anytime. With the way you put yeah, the food exactly. together and on the china. It's so, an art, really. <laughs> so with that, we're going to pivot and spend a little time talking about Alex's beautiful rosebud chintz. Um, with our first segment of 30 Second Description. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, so I am oh, holding. All right. So do you want me to do the thirty second? Yeah. Okay. okay. All, right, all, right, all, right. all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Give me thirty seconds. Give me thirty seconds. <laughs> do you want to do any of the thirty seconds? No, no, I think Will's okay. got yep. it. Let's right. hear what Will has to say. Oh. All right. You ready, Will? Yes. Set. Go. All right. So we've got a white plate with rosebuds and actually yellow flowers on it. So you have a uh, a thorny 
thin, um, I guess, branches going throughout the entire plate with a, a very floral rosebuds and a yellow flower, which I find fascinating. And I actually want to talk about more about the yellow flower later. Um, I wouldn't say that these plates are white. It is a cream. And then on the back, you've got a, a distinguished marks. You have distinguished marks, not um, you have two and then the actual name of the plate. I'm going to go with ding, that. Ding, ding. <laughs> so that's the 30 second description of the dishes and that gets us into some really interesting um the the way that will talked about the the flowers being all over the the plates kicked us kicks us into the pieces of interest about this piece of china and so um we'll talk a little bit about that so Allie's rosebud chintz is part of a a type of dish or sort of a type of style called chintz china and so hers are these um smode i'm sorry spode copeland but there are a couple of other companies in the late 18 from the from the mid 1800s to um really the mid 1900s but also currently because this mm-hmm. is such a popular method and style and, and visual that people have started to remake them um where they shifted from um just doing the interior of the plate and sort of the the lip to taking a piece and putting it compl- over the the entire the taking the pattern and putting it the, the entire plate over the entire yeah. thing and there is a whole little um let's see here okay so there's a whole idea around it called chintzware and and what's interesting about it is it's it's a shift from the traditional method of hand painting to this idea of transfer wear, where they're transferring this the painting directly onto the piece. And what's interesting, if we're sitting here looking at Allie's pieces, is the dishes and the bowls just have it on the top and they're white on the bottom, but her serving plate actually has it on the bottom and the top. Um, and so that's oh. pretty cool. Wow, I did not notice yeah. that. Yeah. And so again, this rosebud chintz is a, is a really... Um, is a popular method of, of putting a visual on and alleys are, have a certain color, but there's also a lot of blues and greens that, that people have, have done. Different companies have done with this. Um, the Spode company that made alleys worked from, they made this, this China from, hmm. The Spode company is an old company, but the Spode Copeland company worked from 1950 4 to 1971 is, is when we think about the time that, that this stuff got made. They sort of had that chunk, and they actually had an earlier chunk um, from 1870, 1847 to 1970. So we're not quite sure that the dates of Valley's China, but the, the story timing, which we'll talk about in a minute, aligns with that 1847 to, to 1970. Um, and the other interesting thing is there's an emblem on the back that we'll mention and on Wikipedia, there there's a whole list of the Spode emblems, and the one that Allie has via Wikipedia is dated 1891 to 1900. So we're not sure that that back stamp, it, it's not. There's a little bit of discrepancy in terms right. of what what we're seeing online versus what we know in what terms we're of holding, when this, yeah. this China yeah. came into the world. But it's an interesting piece. Um, and the other thing that was was interesting was that we were able to find information about rosebud chintz and we were able to find some information about copeland spode but we didn't see anything specifically about 
the Copeland Spode Rosebud Chintz. And so these the things that we're talking about right now were, were sort of in data from two different places that we've, we've laid on top of each other. Um, and it's particularly interesting because it is a really popular piece. So there's your dishware history. Yes. <laughs> and then we're going to kick it over to Allie to talk a little bit about the history of the piece and how you got them and where they came from. Um, and so I'm going to I'm gonna send it over to you, my dear. Well, thank you. Um, so as I said earlier, this is my grandmother's china. I'm the third generation to um, have this china, to own this china, use this china. I'm not sure what the right right word own seems so maybe harsh. it owns you I don't, owns I don't know me. exactly don't know. What, what, okay. what, well, like what is this is this piece of but you know? i'm the, definitely the we third also like generation that you use it like, and i do use it I, I love to use this china um but this was my grandmother's china she started buying the china before she actually got married to fill her hope chest and then she that was probably during World War II, maybe before World War II. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure when that time would be, but I do know it was before she was married. And then she was married in 1945 and continued buying and um, fulfilling or filling her, her set and all buying all her pieces. The interesting thing about this china is that if you could see some of our china in front of us here, that you would notice that there are actually is a variation in the colors that is fascinating when you told us about that i you know the fact that it was this color up until this time and then after it was a, a slightly lighter yes and so my grandmother bought the china because she loved the the pre-war during war colors of the china that would what i would call just more concentrated red or mauves or maybe it has a different glaze over it i'm not really sure and then after the war um or a few years later the time's a little a little vague but the colors are slightly different and you wouldn't even think about it until they're actually placed right next to each other and you can kind of see that difference in the china and i know she wasn't happy Happy with the I say, but she was really pissed. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I wish she was. She here. was just like, son of a gun. I wish she was here. I would ask her, would you have still chosen that china, or would you have chosen something else? But, um, but she continued buying it and filling her, um, fulfilling her china and buying all the pieces. So. BT Dub people, you can go to my, my or mydishdish.com and you can see the discrepancy of between dish one, dish two. So again, you can see what Allie is talking about in the pre-war and after-war colors of uh, this rosebud chintz. And so this was for her hope chest, right? That she was making, that she was collecting these. Correct. Yes. And so I don't know when she started collecting the china or when she first bought it. If it was right. when she was engaged, was it before she was engaged, mm -hmm. before she met my grandfather? That part I'm not sure. Um, I, that hasn't been passed down to me, but it was to fill her hope chest. Which that is fascinating because you know, again, you know. What Mackenzie alluded to in the history, you have this 1847 to 1970 time that was going on that was producing the darker color. And then, you know, after the 19, I guess, 45 was the lighter color, mm -hmm. but still that same that same pattern was being produced mm -hmm. and whether or not they altered back and front or how they how they exposed the porcelain to the uh, the paint I mean I, I think that's so fascinating to, again folks I'm staring at the two right now and it's just 
a complete difference in dishes, but yet they are the same. <laughs> it, it's so hard to describe, right? Because it right. was when I actually I um, have currently have them boxed, and I was unboxing them this evening to bring over here. I was like, wait. These all look the same, and it actually took me a few minutes staring at them to for my eye to be like, nope, no, they're not. They're completely <laughs> different, but at the same time, they're the same. Yeah. The same pattern, same oh. color. Allie, tell us how these came to you. How did you get your hands on these, on your grandmother's china? Where were they before they came to you? So before me, they were with my uncle, who received them after my grandmother passed away. And he was diagnosed with lung cancer in um, September time frame. And come around January, he was still battling um, the cancer. And he, I had a message from him. And he asked if I would be interested in getting the china. He said that I would be, in his mind, the only grandchild that would take care of and appreciate the china. And he would... Were you close with him? Or was it sort of an out of the blue? Like he he picked you. I don't. I wouldn't say we were. You are the chosen one. <laughs> we weren't super close, but mm-hmm. we weren't estranged. Mm-hmm. He lived maybe an hour. I saw him a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't think we were. Yeah, we weren't close, but we weren't. We wouldn't, not close. Mm-hmm. We weren't yeah. not close yeah. as well. Um, so he said that he knew that I would appreciate them and use them. And of course, you know, as I'm replying to his message, I'm crying because for one, they were my grandmother's China. Then it was my uncle asked me if I wanted them, knowing that I would appreciate them. And he was sick as well. And he boxed them up himself and brought them over to me. And I think about three months, four months after he gave them to me, he passed away. Oh my gosh. So... So yeah, it's, um, so I'm the third generation to have them, and I do love them, and I do use them, and kind of like what Will was saying, let's break them out on a Wednesday night and have them. <laughs> let's not celebrate, wait for holidays, which is what, you know, A lot of us do. That's yes. what a lot of us yeah, do. Absolutely. Like, we just think, okay, I don't want to hand wash these, so we'll only do it twice t- twice a year. Right. And well, I want you guys to have the, to recount the conversation you had about why we ate what we ate based on... When you yes so okay so that's what you asked her, Allie and then so earlier in the week um, as we were setting this whole night up I said what do you think would look best on these plates and Allie responded and there's a lot going on yeah there's a lot going on but the the, the dominant oh, color mm-hmm. is red. Mm-hmm. Or in mauve, mauve, maybe right, okay. pinky mauve, pinky mauve. I mean, or, or even maroon. She's like, it's not red, buddy. Okay. <laughs> it's not red at all, Willie. You are completely wrong. Thanks for trying. Exit stage left. But definitely We're good to red tones. Yes, red, red tones. Oh, mauve, red tones. Yes. So, um, so Allie replied, "What?" I said, "Well, the thing we most ate off of them was." A turkey dinner. We always had them at Thanksgiving. We always had them at Christmas. So I was like, I don't know what else you would have on there. Um, So my immediate reaction was, okay, uh, you have a poultry, you have a white, Mm -hmm. and you have a green. And so um, Allie then said... Green is actually perfect because green is the opposite of red on the color wheel. And so the two colors complement each other. So I think when you put anything green on these dishes, 
they actually just pop. And I think that's also why when my grandmother had these dishes, she actually made a green tablecloth and green napkins to go. Brilliant. Brilliant. Back when we actually (laughs) made things. Say more about that. Well, she was a seamstress. So she was an, I mean, amazing napkins are probably the least complicated complicated thing she's ever made. (laughs) I mean, she made my mother, uh, wedding dress so um, but they're absolutely beautiful and a couple years after I got the dishes from my uncle my parents had the the dine, the linens for it and gave them to me and they're just so beautiful the original linens the original linens that oh my, my goodness made. so we I still have the green need to do a follow-up with this so they've been reunited yes they have been reunited <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful and there's I also a pink one that I don't care for so much so I actually went out and bought a pink tablecloth a pink linen no a pink tablecloth it's very pale pink it's just not I don't like the material so mm. much but your grandmother um, made but it. But my grandmother made it. But I went out and found a beautiful linen, a deep rose color tablecloth that I think actually next to the green looks better with the um, with the china than anything. And I actually ended up using that tablecloth and the china for a friend's baby shower a few uh. years ago. She was having twin little girls, and the theme was burlap and pearls, and I couldn't think of what would go better with pink and burlap and pearls than this rosebud chintz china so you love china for a baby shower you were saying that before like yeah. oh yeah yeah you, you were saying um you know I, I, a lot of people just like go to party city or they go to you know a, a spot and they just buy paper plates so they can just mm-hmm. throw away but your your idea was why need decorations when the there's so much decoration on the on the china and it just set off Boom, the table. Ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> Boom. So we used the china and it, it just worked out perfect. It wasn't the first and it probably won't be the last that I've used the um, china, this one or different china for, for baby showers. So how often would you say you pulled this stuff out? Um Currently, it's been housed at my parents' house since I have downsized and don't entertain quite as much, but hopefully in the next uh, year or so that will change. Before I moved and downsized, I would say I used it at least two or three times a year. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm part of a book club group, and I would pull it out for book club, because why not? Um, I would use it for baby showers, holidays... I'm just a firm believer that if you have it, you should use it. And talk a little bit about how you take care of it. Like, what's the... Well, it has never seen the light of day of a dishwasher. So mm-hmm. it is always <laughs> always hand-washed, but I actually don't mind it. I actually, um, When I am washing and drying the china, I just it just brings back memories of when I have used it. That, yes... Yes, so it just brings back memories of my grandmother. It brings back memories of eating off this china, you know, when I was little or now or the baby showers I've thrown. It just brings back a ton of memories. Not to mention if I'm in the kitchen with anybody else, if they ask questions, then it brings up all of these, what we're talking about today, right? The conversations about my grandmother and about the colors, about when it was made, where it was made, and all of that. So I've always... 
It's always hand washed. Currently it's being boxed up, but I used to keep it. I had some shelving units in my dining room and I would display them periodically throughout the year on the shelving units as well, just since they were such a conversation starter. Yeah, you mentioned when you were cleaning them to bring them over that you were reminiscing about your grandmother and about your uncle and all the really sweet stuff. And I was telling my mom that I was, um, because these were in her, um, her, one of her closets. So I had to go get them from her. And I was telling her about it, about the podcast and what we were doing. Or, um, she's like, your grandmother would love this. And I was like, Oh, I love it. What was your grandmother's name? Her name was Norma. 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 I love it. Norma with the rosebud chin. That's right. She's looking down on us tonight, smiling. So, well, let's do a cheers to cheers Norma. Cheers to Norma. Cheers to Norma. Yes. Yes. Is there any other piece, any other pieces of story that you want to share with us about your... Well, I think something we need to bring up. Okay. That, yes. Uh, you know, what comes around goes around. So we need to bring up the drama <laughs> around China. Not that we need to get into the details. Like U.S.-China relations right now? Yes, yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, family's history of passing down to the quote-unquote chosen ones. <laughs> and then those chosen ones getting ostracized, called out, or kind of, again, uh, I guess, adding to the fuel of more family drama of, like, why did they get the China? I thought I was the daughter or I was the son. So, you know, not that... This feels like a personal story. No, like it's not a personal... Like, like Will's... Like, no, 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 no. There's not a personal story at all because, you know, my mom gave me China. I'm fine with it. If my mom gives her China to someone else, I'm fine with it. But... I feel like your mom circumvented that by having eight sets of China. That is like, true. That is true. I just give them away. But Allie brought up a really good point when we were talking earlier is that some... about to air your dirty laundry. I'm not going to air it. (laughs) I'm not going to air it. I'm just saying that, you know, some family drama happens. And it (laughs) happened around this China. So... Should we let our guests recount the drama story? Well, I mean, (laughs) if you would like to. If you don't, otherwise I could just say there's drama sometimes in dishes. Well, I'll give a brief. brief Oh, good. Reader's Digest. Here we go. So I am the third generation to to own this china. Uh, I was actually, when I found out that my uncle had it, was a bit surprised that he was one of four children, um, three boys and one daughter. I was surprised that the daughter didn't get the china. Um, She seemed to get a lot of the china, and I just always thought that she ended up with with this. Did she get other sets? Were there other sets that she got? Like, was this one of several sets? Not fine china that I'm aware of. Got it. Um, So this would have been the wedding china, her mom's wedding china. And I, again, I just always expected that she would get it. So then when my, I found out my uncle had it and I was like, oh, okay, nothing, no big deal. Um, If there was other drama, I'm not sure. I don't know. I was not privy to that. But But folks, make up whatever you want. (laughs) Then, then when... My uncle passed away. My aunt went back to his house and was asking about the china within a couple days of his service and was told that her brother had packed it up and given it to me personally. Um, And I don't think she was happy 
that I received the china, and it didn't come. It didn't go back to her. But that's the quick. The quick. I'm sure there's lots of other I, conversations. Folks, I'm sure, yeah, I'm around sure there's a lot it. of juicy detail in there <laughs> that you can make up on your own. But again, you know, sometimes you know something as valuable as a passed down memory as china pattern in China is mm-hmm. and are um, that it can come with some family strife and angst. Which is, I find fascinating. I love that he wanted you to have it. Yes. And he drove it over to your house, and you were the keeper of it. And no one, no one's challenged he that. He knighted No you. one was like, yeah. where's my, you, you were clearly the, the, the recipient of this, and sounds like you've been a really good steward of it. Well, I hope. I hope he's happy he made that decision wherever he is now. He knows, and he knew before he passed away, that I was going to take care of it, that I would cherish it, and that I would use it. And that's the big thing for me is it's not doing anything in a box in the garage or in a closet, although it has been in a box the past year. But... <laughs> oh, you didn't know that about that. Yeah, it's okay. It's that's it's only, the, it's this okay. only been this last year. We'll yeah. today. We'll move in the next year. Everyone has their reasons. Right? It's okay. And the original napkins have shown up. The and original you've, napkins. And you've updated the second set of napkins or linens to, for, to suit yeah. your purposes. Like, it sounds so beautiful what you've done with this. With it these is, dishes. And, you, and then I just love them. I'm so happy that I was able to share these with you all tonight, that we actually ate off of these dishes on a random Wednesday evening. It wasn't special. It wasn't a Thanksgiving dinner. Nobody slaved over a turkey all day. It was just something we all just enjoyed and was quick, and it sparked lots of conversation. And and a lot of joy. So it is special. It is special. So again, folks, we encourage you, you know, bust out those dishes from the boxes, you know, set them free. <laughs> Take, you know, set some time to wash them after dinner. Know that that's going to be part of your story. Yeah, that is going to be a part of your day. But it does give you a moment to talk about them. And it talk does. Where they came from and the people who loved them before you. And if it has been passed down, it gives you time to appreciate the people that yes. have brought you into this world or given you guidance and advice in life. And I, I hope you take that time to reflect as you are hand-washing these, however many dishes you own, <laughs> or plates, or um, I, I guess, uh, what do you serving call it? Bowls. Serving bowls. And, serving you know, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's an amazing thing that you can do for yourself your loved ones um, on any given day. And their legacy. Thank you, Allie, so much yes. for being our first guest and being such a wonderful guest and sharing with us your gorgeous pieces and the wonderful story behind it. Uh, we will have images on our website of Allie's dishes, of the two different types of dishes, Will's delicious meal, plated on a dish. Um, you'll get to see a, a picture of Allie if you want. Yeah, we'll do our um, selfie soon. Yeah, and and uh, the recipe and some some info about the the print the not the print the pattern and the history of of what's going on. Um, so this has been episode five. We look forward to having more friends on in the next couple episodes. Yep. And mydishdish.com is where you can get all of this information. Will's been busy with our Instagram and Facebook. Yes, as you can well. find us on Instagram and Facebook, um, mydishdish. Um, not hard to find. Um, please follow us, share. And when you do, uh, just like us, love us, and pass us along. So, Allie, again, thank you. Thank you both. This has been awesome. And, and I've 
an additional memory to go along with my. Oh, yes! With yes, more memories for the dishes! I love it. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's, uh, I'm Will. I'm Mackenzie. And this is My Dish Dish. Thank you so much. Good night. See you next time.